Becker, has he been popping his T's and P's? So don't pop. I don't think so. I also try – I have a radio background, so I try to – I'm classically trained. Yeah, the movie Radio is based on you. So I try <laughs> – That's your radio background. Uh, I, try, I try to avoid popping my shits uh, naturally, but this, this came with the whole kit and caboodle that I was able to buy. The only thing I'm trying to pop is some cold bush lights. And some pussies on the beach, man. Camo cans? Yeah, I don't care. I want a can that I can whip at a cop's head and he doesn't see it coming until it's binging off his brain. <laughs> That's my new thing, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a one man rampage and take down the police. <laughs> Whoa, hell yeah. That's where I'm at. I don't care anymore, dude. I'm just gonna get out there with uh you know, a different armory of weapons every day and just start fucking picking off pigs, dude. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's time. Everyone wants to be in their chat groups online, just like, you know, goofing around. Oh, the cops are bad. No, man, we got to take to the streets. We got to hit them where it hurts the most, in front of their wives and children. Yeah, let's come out of the gate real strong. I'm not even in the cave, man. This, I'm, in the, I'm in the cave of ideas, dude. I'm Plato, you're Socrates, all right? But it's different because you learn from me. <laughs> so you could have said Aristotle. <laughs> no, nah, because I'm changing it all up, dude. That's the thing is history is just like it's, it's handcuffs around our wrists and we're stuck to the radiator of illusion that is time. There's a, I just read about a guy that is now, uh, I guess, police commissioner, something uh, in Orange County in... Uh, in Los Angeles County, so I think I think he's a, an attorney general. You mean yeah, King Oinker? Shit up. What's that, Jake? He's poised to fuck shit up. Yeah, dude. So yeah, I I just saw it uh, before we had to you know we had a deadline to record, but I saw just that he posted a whole bunch of crazy uh, reform that he that he's promising when it comes to uh, God uh, a few aspects of the criminal justice system. So. I'm glad that you, Sam, did not go and kill this guy before he was able to, to at least say that he's going to uh, try and uh, enact some of these reforms that people are screaming about. Hold on, guys. I'm getting in my car. I didn't hear what you just said, except for you want me to go to California and bring pain? <laughs> time, to start, time to start phase one of Operation, of Operation uh, Black Condor. <laughs> See, they want it to always be black or white, dude, but really it's a rainbow. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Rainbow Co- the prism through which the light refracts, you know? Rainbow Coalish, yeah, is back. Yeah, I yeah started- me, and a bunch of, me and a bunch of gay guys are going to go kill some cops. Hell yeah. I read about... <laughs> I read about... Uh, I read Chris Dorner's Wikipedia a few days ago because I was like, <laughs> what was the whole deal? And uh, it was, man, it was some wild stuff. Yeah, the wildest thing was that he loves Lisa Lampanelli. Was that a part of his manifesto? <laughs> yeah, dude. He shout shouts out, out to... his favorite comics, and Lisa Lampanelli was in there. Shout out to LL. Yeah. <laughs> shout it out, Kyle Bertman. Uh... Yeah, the Pun Masters and uh, <laughs> the Roast Masters as well, the Roast Blasters. Uh, he, uh, I think he did call out Jeff Ross, actually, dude. He loved the Roasts. Yeah, he loves. He loved when people spoke truth to power, whether it be with their mouths or with the, uh, you know, the butt of their guns. 
<laughs> Man, he wasn't using the butt. He was using the dick part of the gun. <laughs> that yeah, comes, he was, it comes he was bullets. bullets. <laughs> hey. He was coming hot lead, baby. Uh, you know, it was just it was crazy because uh, so the the first people that he killed was the daughter of the guy that represented him. Uh, when he, you know, when he had to like testify to uh, witnessing another, his like training officer kicked some guy in the head a couple times and he tried to, you know, get that out there, tried to stand up, you know, tried to speak truth to power and uh, felt like his lawyer who had been either the chief or, you know, had been a high ranking member of, of the LAPD. He was his lawyer. He, you know, said that uh, he felt like Dorner got a raw deal or whatever, but Dorner did not believe him uh that you know that he was on his side because the first person he killed was that dude's daughter and her fiance well to be fair what was she wearing she well was she wearing was she used to get off work at target i didn't think about i didn't think i didn't think about it but dorner's (laughs) kind of a chubby behemoth he walked up on a couple of lovers in a car and blew him away but not because a dog told him to because he saw the he saw how corrupt uh, the whole system was and uh yeah what a wild it was like four days you know that he killed a few cops and was on the run the lapd shot at like three other vehicles that kind of looked like a dark basically if you were in a dark pickup truck you were probably going to get grazed with some lapd bull bulls man what i mean i remember watching it online and he wound up in that cabin yeah and it was like, damn, who wrote this? This is perfect. I love when things wind up and have their pivotal scene in a cabin. You yeah, know, what? like Ruby Ridge and uh, uh, the end of uh, The Great Outdoors. You know? <laughs> yeah, before John Candy, you know, took it to the uh, <laughs> ATF agent in that cabin. <laughs> I, I might be getting it mixed up, but didn't, didn't that movie end with them shooting his wife and then he... <laughs> burnt it down i never pirated that one. Oh yeah you gotta check it out dude it's great but yeah dorner it's funny that dorner's winding up on shirts and stuff because like i was early dorner i'm a dorner hipster i remember when it happened and i thought holy shit like instead of there being these uh you know these uh acts of domestic terrorism being carried out against kids or you know it relatively innocent government officials or you know, the people at the World Trade Center weren't the problem. Most of those people were just punching a clock or whatever the hell they did, answering phones, they get killed. When but you this, say those people, you got to be careful when you're talking about the World Trade Center, man. There, it wasn't like there was one type of person that worked at the World Trade Center. All right. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. But I know how your mind works, so. You don't know shit. I do, too. I don't have a spit guard like a patsy. Wake up. You're sheep. <laughs> Wake I'm up. here to shear you. Wake up, sheeple. I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn you into a sweater for sure. Come down here. Come down to Denver. You got a couple weeks. Come through. I'll shave your entire back and ass, and I'll be rocking all of the ugliest Christmas sweater of all. You're gonna need some extra shears, dude, because I'm growing a thick coat. I wish I could show you guys my butt, but I can't. Don't do it. I won't do it. I've seen Becker's it. sick. He's <laughs> already on death's door. I don't want this to be the thing that pushes him over the mountain. Anyway, yeah, that was a that was a wild ride, where this dude was, uh, you know, like a real kind of vigilante for justice. Got painted as a complete psycho, but now, you know, the more that we have heard about how awful, I mean, LAPD, we we knew, we knew about it. 
You and me knew. People knew because Rodney King, you know, uh, sparked a lot of conversations. Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. He weighed in (laughs) talking about how, you know, a lot of the most vulnerable populations don't get no respect. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He sounded the the warning bell. (laughs) It's the dinner bell. My wife, my wife's about to come in from Grayson. This guy, this, this thing's got a Rodney Dangerfield kind of sound to it. This filter, yeah, it's definitely not you. <laughs> oh, oh, I tell you, Huka Huka. Yeah. Anyway, I thought maybe that was going to be the new hotness. Was like a bunch of cops, kind of not all going out and killing other cops, but uh, you know, just maybe more. Whistleblowers, I suppose, but no, just a bunch of people that fell into line. Maybe they they got a raise and kept their mouths shut, and it was business as usual for another decade or whatever. Dorner was like 2013. Yeah, I know. Seven great years ago. YouTube was like brand new. Yeah, that's what you think, but I'm pretty sure YouTube's been around since 1998. Like, nope. How do you ever feel dumb? The, the fact that we're not, like, YouTube celebrities who travel the world eating dumplings. It was a constant source of regret that I have where it's like, why didn't I early adopt to YouTube and just, like, you know, go to Myanmar and uh, stay in hostels and, like, eat out of vending machines. And then three years later, you're a millionaire and you're speaking at Cal Irvine's commencement ceremony. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not too late. It's not like you couldn't hop on YouTube and start... Start, you know, figuring out an angle. No, that shit's played out, man. It's all about Vimeo now. I gotcha. I'm going to make my Vimeo millions. (laughs) I'm I'm the first guy to make any money off Vimeo. I'm a Vimeo star. Isn't it insane when people send you a link? Hey, check out this thing I made. And it's on Vimeo? It's like you gave up already? (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah, well, I, I know that there were people here in Denver that would make stuff. And they'd have it on Vimeo because of some... There's like higher quality or it doesn't compress as much and they allow you to put up more content. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, there's, yeah. YouTube is uh, a little restrictive and it's on their terms. Vimeo is for the people. How much compression do you need to show me your, uh, you know, phone it in film festival movie? It's just, why don't you figure it out to put it on a platform where people might see it? It's still just a link, you know. It's not like you have to. It's not like you have to swear an oath, or uh, you know, sell a, a, some microwaves before you get to be a part of the Vimeo community. No, I'm just saying, like, I don't want to be on Vimeo. I don't want people to know that I'm on Vimeo. It's just a bad look for anyone who's creative. That's all. <laughs> I'm gonna put my special out on Vimeo. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Be. <laughs> Be the one to make make Vimeo counterculture, you know? Yeah, I'm going to be up there. I'm going to put up my special on Vimeo. I'm going to have ads for uh, for Quibi. It's going to be... I'm going to make a bunch of money. Now now we're talking. You're eating We got to hatch some schemes to get really rich. You have a few schemes. What I thought we were going to be uh, potato farmers. I thought we were going to cash in on, uh, what, copper? We were going to start... Yeah. We were going to start ripping copper out of, instead of waiting and taking it out of dilapidated homes, you know, that are already blighted, have already been stripped. We go into, you know, into the new gated communities and we get that copper. 
let's just go into like Airbnbs and rip all the copper out of the wall. <laughs> that sounds like an easy hustle. That's an yeah. easy way to make $800. Yeah, maybe there's a couple of couple of pop cans, beer cans laying around we can recycle. Now we're now we're cooking with gas. It's pretty much free money, dude. That's what these homeless people know about. They already know how to make all the cool money easy. They're just pretending yeah. to be in, in, impoverished and like it's like, look, I know. I know you guys. I see you. I watched your shit on Vimeo. I know you're living okay. Someone sent me a Vimeo link two days ago, and I was like, pass. I didn't even open it. It was like their life's work. I said, no, no. I'm not I'm not putting this in my search in history. I don't know why that's – it's such a turnoff. You've been radicalized against the cops and then Vimeo. Yeah, because all these YouTube videos like I used to watch, and then they took them down. I'm, YouTube sucks too, man. I'm going to get big on YouTube. I don't know if I'm going to eat stuff or if I'm going to throw stuff up. Could be a B- BM kind of a thing. Like this is what I ate, and then this is the epilogue. Yeah, ACDC. <laughs> what if I threw stuff up and you ate it? Threw stuff up into the air? No, no. Like I throw up. I barf. Oh, you and then vomit. Barf. That's awful. I make mouth mud, and then you start. <laughs> no way. That would be so bad. But you gotta decide what I eat. <laughs> okay yeah. so like a human human butterfly as opposed to a human centipede yeah like think about it you have gout right so you can't have certain things but what if i ate them first took all the nutrients out and then plopped them on a plate <laughs> pass that's a vimeo that's a vimeo for me dog i'm gonna pass on, I'm gonna pass vimeo on exclusive <laughs> oh you know what sucks we were talking about sinbad i forgot he had a stroke a few like a month ago and I guess he's like, you know, doing better, but that sucks. Yeah, he keeps riffing with the nurses. It's tough, I heard. Man, you guys ever have a stroke? <laughs> Man, it's like, what's that smell? Did I put bread in my pockets? What's happening here? <laughs> Is my hair on fire? Uh-oh, can't feel my left leg. Oh, baby. <laughs> then it's like, am I asleep or am I dead? I don't know. <laughs> uh, why can't I forget my name? Or wait. <laughs> I forgot to say remember. <laughs> he's Uh-oh. got he's got a bad folks and it's contagious. It's airborne. Yeah, man, Sinbad's he's the greatest. We I, I want to protect Sinbad from any kind of pain or anguish. Yeah, hopefully he'll be all right. Uh he's a man of God, so hopefully God does her thing and uh sends down some healing stardust. You, when is it going to be I don't know. It just seems insane to think that God picked one of the two genders we assign to people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not a coincidence that it's a, that, a, that he's a dude with long hair, you know, who doesn't, like, <laughs> shave or shower. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. God spoke to me. He looked almost exactly like me, except a little shorter. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't as buff. His skin was worse. <laughs> he had, a, he had a, a tinier dick, and his voice was a little high. But other yeah, than it that, sounded, it sounded like he had one ball. I don't like know. A, <laughs> he, can, he can only do like two, three push-ups. I can do four. No big yeah. deal. Yeah, he definitely wasn't seeing anyone. Definitely was not a woman. Definitely <laughs> didn't really care about seeing or talking to any women. Mostly just me, because I was, you know, bro to bro. <laughs> yeah it's dumb man and and that those stories all got changed around depending on who was telling them like before the bible got written down it was always like you know a shepherd would be like oh I, you guys hear this one 
a shepherd and a lowly hunter are out in the woods together. Hunter stubs his toe and says, kill me now. I say, we could just wait here for a little bit. Hunter says, oh no, then I'll get eaten. And the shepherd gets to sit back and say, I'm going to make a sweater out of your ass. And the hunter says, take my wife, please. (laughs) There's always, they just always change the story depending on who was telling it so that they get to sound like the cool heroes. And then the other side is some dumb idiot (laughs) that eats eats its own head. (laughs) That reminds me of a certain dynamic that I'm a part of. Another one for the shepherds, boys. (laughs) The hunters are here, baby. Sounds like us. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm yeah, whenever smart. you tell a story, you're always like, yeah, and then I like, you know, I totally pants this guy and push him down the hill. And whenever I, whenever I tell a story, I'm like, I definitely talked to him and, you know, cooler heads prevailed, luckily. No one had to get any fisticuffs involved. And when yeah, Becker right. tells a story, we're both Polynesian. I have a pumpkin on my head and you yeah. are saying the alphabet wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Skipping a bunch of letters. Skidapapareo. <laughs> My wife's asleep upstairs, so I'm supposed to be being quiet, but I'm breaking all the rules. You better, you better start uh, laughing and living and loving out loud. I mean, I'm trying, dude. You know, I got my friends here. Oh, a bunch of Xanax. <laughs> that one bread. got Becker, huh? Bread and <laughs> OJ. A bag of bread. Yeah, b- bread and OJ. Wash it down. <laughs> I was expecting anything else. No, it was a bag of bread, man. That's my friend. <laughs> you know what uh, I've been thinking about is how it e- how easy it is to sound like you know how to write. Because I've been reading some people's writing they send me, you know. Uh, oh, nice. I'm like a confirmed master. People, are, man, people are instantly trying to get you to help them because you just, you know, were, were able to have the very beginning of some success. Yeah, because I lucked (laughs) out completely. Me me too. Well, but it's also, I mean, there's luck, but there's also your ability to write a whole book and have it be good and have a few people that could could help you uh, so that you don't uh, just kind of try to figure it out completely on your own. But yeah, immediately people just, hey, what about me? Hey, Hey, check, hey, peep this. I got hey. the new hotness. As if you're Master P with no limit and everybody's invited to the party. Dude, this was the opening sentence to a thing that someone sent me the other day. Some people have secrets and some secrets have people. No way. Yes, dude. Yes, it's, it's, it's been planted in my brain and it's a little shitty potato that's growing and I sounds, can't yank it out of the dirt. Sounds it's like insane. A, sounds like a real rage turner. <laughs> every page you're just more likely to throw it out a window oh yeah what do you think i want to kill cops <laughs> allegedly because <laughs> i read that oh <laughs> uh, yeah speaking of allegedly you allegedly had a good time yesterday oh, yeah man. what may have been <clears throat> the worst potential circumstances for a, for a show ever yeah no it should have been uh an all-time pants shitter <laughs> But instead, it wasn't. Uh, it was actually quite pleasurable. Talk and about it all came down to someone else blowing it and me being able to bully them. That was that was another key to my success. I was supposed to do the show for a bunch of uh, these law firm. Well, it's it was half a law firm, and then it was half like you know when you did your great mesothelioma bit. 
Uh-huh. You want to do it? Uh, mesothelioma. Nice. Okay. So now we got you being racist. That's good. Um, <laughs> so you know those commercials you see, though, where it's like, did you get mesothelioma from a go-kart track? <laughs> <laughs> did, did a go-kart touch you? too many batteries <laughs> and now your feet swole up? Did you sit into a go-kart and have a seatbelt go into your rectum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was your anus penetrated or devastated by some amusement park ride safety device? Did you join the military and instead of putting earplugs in your ears, you used walnut shells? If so, we have breaking news <laughs> for you. So yeah, there's one of, they, they're that kind of thing where they just uh, they collect clients for other law firms with these class action lawsuits and they told me they were like hey so good news uh the guy who runs this place is a seven foot tall freak who has a bowl cut and i was like slam dunk all right (laughs) that's easy money how much time do i have to do because i think i just got half of it from that gift (laughs) you got you got a a prince valiant mutant Trying to to keep people from taking Zantac? All right, I can do this. Such a crazy... You're right. So, yeah, that was... I forgot that that was a part of this roller coaster ride, is that it it, it started off pretty good. Yeah, it sounded easy. I talked to him. He was like, I'm going to wear an elf costume, and I swear a lot, so you can swear too. And I was like, Damon, this rules. Okay, so yesterday, I get the email that that guy's now in the hospital with COVID. Near death. Yeah. Oopsie. Whoopsie. Uh, <laughs> Quid pro COVID. And so he's locked up. Um, he's in thought jail. And he's allegedly he has COVID. Right. So then they also tell me, by the way, there's going to be kids watching this thing. And the guy who booked me has been telling everyone that he booked Dave Chappelle and not me. <laughs> hey, good news, everyone. I got Dave Chappelle for our Zoom Christmas party. Fun to have a quick prank right before the... Uh, you get that kind of comedy, prank yeah, comedy, exactly. before, before the stand-up, virtual stand-up comedy. Yeah, if, there's, if you're a new comic out there trying to figure out how to get the crowd excited, it's by setting them up for massive disappointment before the actual entertainer shows up. That's a yeah. good way to do business. Um. So yeah, they weren't going to reveal the fact that I wasn't Dave Chappelle until they introduced me as not Dave Chappelle. And then also my co-host, the, the, what was going to introduce me was a racist crow named Roscoe, who was a puppet. And not, well, it turned out it wasn't even actually a puppet. It was a hat that looked like a crow that the man was making talk like a puppet. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was given a script to follow so that our, quote, banter would work or would flow, and also so Roscoe doesn't get, quote, too naughty. Those were, that was, that's the rundown. You were the Roscoe Wrangler. I was. So You were the, you were the crow hand that was supposed to <laughs> get, between, <laughs> get between the crow and the kids. <laughs> so, yeah, I tell the boys in the group oh chat. <laughs> that's so stupid. You know a show is going to be bad when you tell everyone about it, and the first thing they say is, can I please watch this? Yeah, I want it in in there so bad. You wanted to watch it. Dave Borey wanted to watch it. Uh, Gillis wanted to watch. Drew Morgan was like, hey, can I get my law school friends tickets to this thing? Uh, (laughs) 
So I have zero expectations for this. I work all day on some great jokes. Um, I, you know, learned what mass tort reform is, which ended up not being beneficial at all. And what about ass fart reform? Well, see, that's something I was already an expert in. Um, and I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to open it up so there's easier to get ass in their farts. Where there's a will, there's a way. Okay, thank you. Keep getting uh, signatures. And also, our friend Bobby, who is a lawyer. <clears throat> Allegedly a lawyer. Yes. He didn't give me any jokes. He was like, don't worry, Sam. I've got some good stuff for you. Let me take this test real quick. And then radio silence till 7.30 that night. What a dick. Um... I mean, come on, Bobby. This is one thing you can help me in. I've never asked you to help me write a joke before because, you know, you had no expertise in that. But now, put the put the spit guard down. No way. You're driving me insane with the spit guard. That's dumb. <laughs> it looks like it's not a lollipop. It's supposed to make me sound real good. You're just jealous of how much better I sound. Becker, who sounds better, me or Lund? You guys sound about the same, but it does look like you're doing a Wilson bit. Yeah. I'm an old crooner. Ugh, you're an old comer. So keep I'm talking, to OCD show. boy. Yeah, <laughs> you close your eyes so you can focus. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much visual stimuli. Well, I'm trying to look at you, and that's hard Sam's enough already. Sam's getting worked up. <laughs> you were, I thought you were doing a bit to distract me. Anyway, oh good, he's frozen. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I'm doing a bit. Uh. So I get in the room, and they're like, hey, I'm about to introduce you. And I'm like, cool. And then the crow totally blows it for my intro. The man who is acting as a crow, and he's like, hey, uh, well, well, he like drops his papers on the ground. <laughs> he's like, hold on. <laughs> Holding the crow out of frame. And he blows my intro completely. He doesn't stick to the script that I've been given. I try to riff with the crow, and the crow's like, well, uh, that's, hold on. And he like re- goes back and actually reads what's written. So as soon as I get in the room, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this crow, what the hell was that? Who's who okayed that? That guy needs to be fired. Everyone's like, oh, oh, people are loving it because they hate the crow. I guess the crow blew it and gave away the wrong gift to the wrong person earlier during the raffle. Oh, damn. Yeah, so I don't know. I got to blast the crow's ass and uh, that took up like five minutes and then I got into my jokes and everyone loved it and it ended up being a very easy uh, gig. Yeah, I was a little disappointed because... Oh, me I, too. I'd much rather be here right now with a great story to tell yeah. than, hey, I'm the best. What else is new? Well, yeah, it's just another time where you should have experienced a little bit of struggle or yeah, ad- adversity. Been <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, could have been reminded that <laughs> you are but a man. A human being. Therefore, yeah, fallible. Allegedly. <laughs> But no, everything works out great. It went better than it could have gone. Otherwise, <laughs> they, they, the lawyers audibly say to one another, I'm glad it wasn't Dave Chappelle at this point. Well, that was the best part is I got in the room and everyone was like, you know, oh, who's this? But then I just started blasting the crow. And by the time I got into my bits, everyone forgot they were supposed to have Dave Chappelle. You so. started blasting the crow soundtrack. That was a good one. <laughs> Some Stone yeah, Temple dude. Pilots. <laughs> it was uh, another victory for Sam T Enterprises. And I also, I did the smart move. If you ever do like a law firm gig or a big corporate Zoom, put your PayPal and your Venmo up in your background. Mm-hmm. These idiots will just plop you like, you know, 300 bucks just because they don't know any better and they're wasted. 
Well, because it's they think it's a power move as if it as if you somehow lose. You know what I mean? Like they get to feel a little bit above you because they gave you a bunch of money. Right. And then you're supposed to feel like, you know, lesser than it's like you gave me a bunch of your money. So I yeah, and also when someone would give me money, I would shout it out. I'd be like, oh, wow. (laughs) Musto just gave me 300 bucks. Huh. Looks like someone's doing better than somebody else. And then someone would draw, you know, I, anyway, capitalism (laughs) is a whole scene and uh, you got to learn how to exploit it. But yeah, dude, they thought they were the carnies and you were the mark. No, they were the, they were the fucking tarp and I was the duck shitting on them, dude. Bingo. (laughs) Shout out your own book. My own book, y'all. Cool move. Thanks. <laughs> well, how's your short fiction coming? I haven't written anything, man. I tried to start writing stuff like right before everything got really scary. Try to copy just, me, nice. Well, I thought, hey, maybe somebody will want to, you know, I was going to be the first person to send you something and be like, hey, can you help me? <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a go-getter, man. I'm a go-girder. I just like to pull pud and <laughs> watch wrestling. But uh, I started trying to write stuff, and I liked the idea of trying to do, like, Vonnegut, where there's, like, some some through line of a fiction uh, novel or uh, a series of fiction short stories mixed in with autobiographical stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be fun to do, to just kind of scratch both parts of uh, of my back, my creative back. But, like, two days later was when everything got shut down, and I wondered uh what came next you know for me and megan and for the world and so it didn't feel as necessary to try and keep scratching my own back i went back to pulling my putt when you say you didn't know what came next for you and megan the world goes into a pandemic and you can't decide if you want to stay with your wife or not what no, are you talking no, about no 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 you're ready um, to leave her <laughs> No, I'm saying what was the, what was going to be the level of, you know, pandemonium or uh, chaos that could have gone down. And I told you, I think last episode, I said something about how just at the very beginning of this year, I got very concerned that something was going to happen that was going to cause a lot of uh, not unrest, but uncertainty, you know, or just like weird supply runs and shortages. I thought maybe it was going to be like a climate thing, you know, like a drought or something or a series of uh, environmental. Uh, yes, that's right. I was lemony, I was lemony snicking, snicking it around. And uh, you're saying you called it. I was like Wilson peering over a snicket fence. And I thought yeah. that we were going to need some extra water. No way. That was a touchdown. Oh, way. <laughs> I'm OJ. I'm OJ in Buffalo. That was a uh, touchdown. Excuse me. Hey, there we go. I'm OJ. Pulp Friction is the name of my orange juice brand. <laughs> and I do have a Venmo. But anyway, uh, what was I doing? Killing it? Uh, oh, yeah. I just, I really uh, did think that something was going to make us need some toilet paper and some water. And that's why I got the Huel, was I wanted to be able to like have something, some calories uh, stashed in the house that we're going to keep for a while, you know? Well, that's why you adopted Mama, in case you needed to eat her. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, 
that is true to have that. I mean, that's like plan, you know, F, <laughs> you know, yeah. plan, plan B is uh, to have to eat some of these shoes that I haven't thrown away. So hopefully that level of preparation does not, <laughs> does not pay off. Man, I would not eat your dogs. Just a fail safe. You joke about eating Gordy, fucking Gordy all the time. You only I'd eat, eat Gordy for sure. I'd fuck him and then I'd eat him. You only eat the ones you love? Yeah, a little double dip. Like Gordy, you, you hungry? Feed him a load. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Even uh, I couldn't persevere awful. through that disgusting display. <laughs> Gordy's 13, and this is gonna how you're gonna spend your last your last years with him. His golden years. <laughs> is grooming him. <laughs> grooming him for sex. Uh, yeah, we should open up that, dude. Dog a sex. Pet, a pet groomers. <laughs> we just prep them for the owners to have sex with them. <laughs> Like we put a pinky in their dog, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. See, that's a touch. It's, it's a living. Yeah. It's it's, it, you just get to justify everything with, that's capitalism. Yeah. If there's a market. <laughs> dog groomers. We just tell them they're ugly. And we also understand them, though. Who else would love you? Yeah, we nag the dogs. <laughs> dog nagging, grooming. <laughs> we'll do the nails. <laughs> we'll express their anal glands. We'll let them oh. express themselves, make them feel safe. Yeah, we'll listen to them for the first time in their lives. <laughs> we hear you. We understand dog. Come over here. Come over here and give us a kiss. Not on our mouths. No, no. No, kiss down the, there. Kiss the ring. We just go down on dogs all day, eight hours a day of sucking off dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> oh shit! Lipstick on a pig, baby. So Lund, what updates do you have? Uh, Any new well, gaming you've been doing? The war is intensifying <laughs> in the boroughs. Uh, I don't know. Lund. I'm doing that. Uh, I love Christmas movies gig tonight for the first time. Oh, yeah. cool! You want to practice? Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for coming out here. We're going to have a wonderful time as we go through some of your favorite Christmas movie sets and relive some of that wonderful holiday magic that we've come to love. Hooray! Yeah, I'm so glad winter to be time. here. Oh, yes. Thank you all so much for coming down. Hopefully you traveled a, a far distance to be here. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. Hey, where you, my family. Where are you from, sir? It sounds like, I'm going to guess, Ohio or Pennsylvania. That sounds like an iron rust belt kind of a thing. I am. I'm from College Station, Pennsylvania, brother. There it is. And were you friends or did you have knowledge of Jerry Sandusky's actions at Penn State? So is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Why, gonna... do, why, why do I always get asked that question? Do I have that kind of face? Well, when I, I'm just trying to connect with you regionally, and so I thought maybe uh, you also. Well, I'm sure you followed in the news, regardless of whether Look, you had a. Sandusky was falsely accused. All right, <laughs> he was misunderstood. He just wanted those kids to win, and he was willing to do anything to get them in a mind state to have them ready to win. Uh, now that sounds like a supportive and uh, justifiable take. Now, speaking of takes, we're ready for another take on the set of Elf from 2003, an instant Christmas classic. Yay! Yay! Do you remember what the four major food groups are, according to Buddy the Elf? 
Do you remember what? Uh... Do you remember how many victims of Jerry Sandusky came forward? Sir? What was the name of the coach? Which one? The head coach. Oh, Joe Paterno. Oh, Joey Popper. Uh, how Paterno <laughs> also kept a secret and didn't say anything. <laughs> Why didn't anyone ask me where I'm from? <laughs> where I assumed maybe you uh, were born uh, in Pennsylvania along with your father. No, no, I'm a different person. <laughs> no, rela- no relation to the Sandusky <laughs> apologist. Okay, Correct, where, yeah. Where you, where well, I'm from? not apologizing. I'm just saying he didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing to apologize for. I'll bet you also think that a lot of uh, numbers related to the Holocaust uh, have been exaggerated. And that's fine, sir, but uh, you... Isn't uh, three million enough? Isn't, isn't that still... Isn't that still a lot? You don't have to be greedy with the numbers. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> let's, move, let's move on to this uh, high-voiced young person, uh, this little angel. Hi, everybody. Virginia or maybe South Carolina. Where where are you from originally? I'm from Little St. James Island. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and and I believe that's in the Caribbean, is that right? That's right. It's a it's a vibe out there, man. <laughs> My mommy and daddy are missing. <laughs> I'll I'll have to call you Little St. Jimmy because I feel like I should not reveal your actual identity. Hey, I'm a girl. <laughs> I'm not a boy. Jimmy could be a girl's name. Let's do that. Let's pretend like uh, before your parents went missing, they were both very creative and progressive thinkers. Hey, you need a place to crash, little Jimmy? Gee, mister, sure. That sounds great. <laughs> All right. I'll take care of you. Always room for one more. Is it not pretty great that, uh, what's this her name? improv. What's her name's name is Jizz Lane? I mean, come on. Does she live on Come Avenue? Get out of here. Yeah, come on. Could you be more on the nose with that one? Jeez, who wrote this, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, what an awful nightmare that is. We have so much going on, we can't focus on possible you know, justice for this woman who was the right-hand man of evil personified. They're trying to get her out. They're trying to get her out because like her hair's falling out and she's losing weight. From being in jail, she's she been, thinks she's too good to be in jail. I heard, I read that she has uh, been on a form of suicide watch where she is awakened, and uh, you know if she's sleeping, but she's checked on every fifteen minutes with a flashlight. And it is awakened. I don't understand that. Like you have to wake her up and be like, "Hey, you killing yourself?" <laughs> you know, like if you look at her and she's sleeping, isn't that enough? But no, they wake her up. They wake her ass up. Make her spread them. Hey, what's in there? Hey. Hey, You got a little little kid in your womb? Let me see. Super spread it. Let's see it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I have have no sympathy for her, obviously, but I do like the idea that she is being woken up all the time to make sure she's alive. I mean, dude, we... ah, I don't want to get serious here, but we were so close to some kind of massive truth with Epstein. Not even. We probably would have got 10% of the story. And he would have protected the other 90% of the fucking iceberg. But if we're able to somehow get any kind of, uh, any kind of truth or validity out of her, I'll be so excited, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's easy to be uh, very guarded even before Epstein died, you know, and it was a joke immediately. It was a joke before he died. You know, everybody's like, 
oh, can't wait for so-and-so to quote-unquote kill themselves. And it was like, why are we doing this in such a weird, like, Chandler from Friends sarcastic way? But uh, I think uh, part of it is because a lot of us saw the same thing happen with all the priest molestation. It was like, oh, God, uh, you know, the veil has been lifted. But no, a bunch of people were like, I like the veil. Yeah, the veil's I, it, great. The veil makes my face warm. Yeah, it makes makes people not be able to see my cheeks and nose. And so they just like, yeah, the veil feels good, Daddy. Slap slap a veil on me. I'm done. Dude, put a veil on me, brother, and take me to the fair. All right. Take me to church. I'm wearing a veil when it comes to the truth. Gonna listen to Hame and fucking puff on some doof. <laughs> You know, Puff and Doof like we do. <laughs> of course, man. I'm a Doof Puffer from way back. Take me to church. I'm going to start some fires. <laughs> Look, I'll take down the cops. You take down the church. It's that simple. From two of the epicenters of culture, Fort Collins and Trinidad, Colorado. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're taking on. <laughs> we're taking on. We're going to start at the top. Let's start at the penthouse. <laughs> And turn that shit into Hustler, you know what I mean? It's too easy to start in Denver, man. Everyone expects it out in Denver. But man, we're flanking it, you know? We're coming from the edges. That's just good Napoleonic war tactics is all. By the way, uh, do you want to talk about your le- your Loser Leaves Town match that was organized? <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, dude. If you would have signed off on that, ooh boy. I couldn't you, wait to make fun of you. You'd still be getting douche chills? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you know, uh, you do like a blind item. No, no, let's just okay. talk about it. Uh, the funny thing with the Denver Comedy Championship from the beginning has been that there have been these you know random people that I know that will try to start some kind of narrative or fun like angle or thing that involves the title without talking to me first, it, it, like checking in, asking me anything. There have been these like random attempts to, and it's probably because they feel like I'm not doing enough with it. And it's like, this was never supposed to be some thing that most people gave a shit about. It was like an inside thing with a few of us, you know, who were in Denver at the time that a bunch of people moved. Right. And for those of you who don't know the minutia of Denver comedy, the Denver comedy championship is a belt that Lund gave himself. Exactly. To have some fun, you know, just to goof around. And a, a bunch, bunch of, of uh, you know, mush brains and mouth breathers have uh, really championed it and turned it into this thing that has esteem. And that's never what the plan was, you know? No, it was, uh, it was supposed to be a distraction for me and anyone else that was going to be in Denver uh, after some of our closest friends were gone. You know, a bunch of people yeah. moved. And Troy to, Walker. Yeah, Troy and a, a slew of other... Com, uh, comedians moved to eat mostly to LA or New York. I remember like the one a, that really broke my heart was Scott Sharp. Yeah, we lost him young. Yeah, man, when Scott moved, it was all over for me. I entered a real dark period. <laughs> Scott Sharp. I'm Scott Sharp. Living it up. I got to get to New York and cash this check. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Hofstetter's going to give me a job. <laughs> a blowjob. Everyone loves him. All right. Scott I'm, Sharp. I'm an intern. Uh, no, Scott, yeah, Scott rode that wave that he, he won new faces and there was a wave that was created and he was like, I'm taking this to the coast. Yeah, he was surfs up for Scott Sharp. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he hung it loose and rode it hard and then hung it up uh, wet. 
Got Shaka Sharp. So yeah, uh, you made up this dumb thing that was fun because of how dumb it was. Yeah. And outside and promoters have tried to kind of steer the history of this uh, unsacred title. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm moving to Trinidad and I have thought, uh, I wish that there weren't a fucking pandemic going on so that I could wrestle people for the title and put somebody over on my way out, you know, and, and do something fun. But I can't. I can't do anything fun. So, you know... It was funny that uh, our buddy Wally was like, oh, yeah, what's in store for the Denver Comedy Champion? Because it's like, uh, I'm just going to move in a couple of weeks and maybe try to see everybody at the park or something before I go. Yeah, it's not going to be like a big to-do. It'll be a whimpering fart blown into the wind. (laughs) (laughs) You leaving town. I've been here since 2008, and I'm going out with not a bang, But a whisper, a whisper in the wind that says, who cares? (laughs) Beat it, shit boy. (laughs) I always wanted to be a Westward Colorado creative, but I'm going to have to do something pretty spectacular to get noticed down in T-Town. No, I don't think you will. That's the thing. The competition is so low down there. I mean, isn't Jay Gillespie flourishing? Yeah. It's It's an emerging market for young... Jay's also fucking hilarious. Yeah, sure. Jay's yeah. down there. He rules. I'm excited to be down there with him. I'm not excited to see who else comes down in the next year or so. It's like, yeah, maybe just stay in Denver, do a brewery show or whatever. Maybe, you know, we need what Corey this town David. needs. What this town needs is uh, <laughs> more like Maury, David. I, I need Moss. Live Moss, baby. Uh no, it, we need uh, we need more roast battle shows. People love them. Yeah, it's a, it's a hot commodity. It made my career explode. We <laughs> we battle roast battled each other, and we're both famous. Yeah, our roast battles also were like uh, they were fairly brutal. I remember telling a lot of truths up there. There was a lot of like you know people being like, "Oh, for real? You're gonna say that in front of people?" Remember when, when you- we did "Who's the Worst Roommate." Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, but it also, you know, I definitely slept on the in the on the on the ground that night. You got the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took your pillow and gave you a little rock with a knife sticking out of it for you to lay your head upon. I wish you would drop the strap to someone. It doesn't make any sense for you to be the Denver comedy champion in a different uh, territory. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. So you're a Wally apologist. Look, I apologize for all types of all types of atrocities. <laughs> time to put the time to put the screen back up. This is a this is an emotional barrier between me and you that I have put up <laughs> in order to protect myself. That's all right. My friend will protect me. This oat nut or a wheat bread. This is what I'll say: is that Wally is great. Uh, it's been way more annoying when people that I am not close friends with have done these things because that's. Like, there was a time when uh, I was a part of a Denver Comic-Con, like, panel or Q&A or whatever, and it was about, like, wrestling and comedy or something. So I was talking about Lucha Libre and laughs. You were supposed to be there, but you had to go do a Zoom show or something in 2015. You were ahead of the curve. And, uh, but yeah, you were supposed to be there, I think, and you were you were in Iowa or something. And uh, I was probably somewhere getting paid. 
you were getting paid. I thought I was going to get laid by, you know, so, yeah. somebody in a cool, somebody in a cool Sauron costume. Yeah, but. right. You were going to get laid by an R2-D2 shaped man. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to get a beager from uh, one of the Ewoks that was wandering around. But instead... <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, so, you know, I, I brought the Denver Comedy Championship and thought that it would be fun to just be introduced as it or whatever. Again, it was supposed to be sound like a real thing, but obviously a very ridiculous thing. And then, you know, that's about it. But there were a couple other people involved with the panel that sprung this plan on me for me to like either lose the title at this q a or for it yeah, to who be were taken those people uh i don't want to name names okay. but there were a couple people that you know it was just like don't don't feel like this is uh you know a group project where you get to take the lead you know yeah well, you up- guys you guys fucking got together and had a brainstorming session in between right. cups of coffee. We also, I remembered who the people were. I wanted you to name them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know who they were. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, there's. <laughs> it was again not, not. It's not like the, it's an act of treason. Or it was also like at eleven thirty for a panel with twelve people in attendance. Right. It wasn't yeah. a big one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, if you're gonna drop I mean, the strap. You gotta. You gotta do some good business first. You know. Well, and also, it's like. If you want to do something with the title, let's talk about it. Let's come up with something fun. You know, that's what I did when anybody <clears throat> when anybody was uh, getting ready to move. We would talk and figure out like, oh, do you want to wrestle? Do you want to cut a promo? You know, do you want to? You know, and 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 I worked that out with like Sharpie and you and Jordan Dahl and Mara and Kevin. And those were all great because we went back and forth and figured out something fun that we can easy, you know, so that we weren't, uh, you know, taking ourselves too seriously. And then just to, to not want to discuss it with me first, just is very perplexing to me. It's a slap in the face, man. I mean, I love puzzles, but I don't like being puzzled, you know, it's suplexing is what it is. Cause of wrestling, (laughs) um, no, man, I thought that you should have, I mean, I didn't think this, but I assumed that when you got the belt, it was so that you could do intergender, like, you know, wrestling matches and get your weird rocks off. That's what I always assumed it was going to be. And then it turned out that that wasn't what it was for. I think you only wrestled, like, Mara and Georgia Comstock or whatever. <laughs> and, I mean, I was just proud of you because I thought it was a total sex thing. Well, I mean, there were a lot of aspects. No, it was very innocent to you, psycho. Uh, hey, man, I- I'm always on the cutting edge. Part of it, I think part of it for me was definitely the hope that I could kick your ass and have you go along with it. And that happened. So it did. It did. That, I sold for you. That paid off. Yeah. We got to have an actual match in a ring. That was the, like one of the, one of the high points was being able to get into the ring. Nick, and I thought I could do it more after that and Gossert never let it happen again. But that one night was very uh, fun. Yeah. Cause it buried the real workers. <clears throat> We got such a big damn pop that, uh, you know, Sammy Six Guns and Royce Isaacs couldn't follow what we did. We burnt the damn barn down. Yeah, those two that are chiseled out of marble and can move and, and you know, <laughs> and get a crowd on their side were jealous of us. Oh, for our, sure, dude. I mean, remember mare. when that snap mare hit and the yeah, room the, turned to fire? The snap mare that hurl, hur, hurled. It, hur, <laughs> it hurled around the world for sure. It that cured. Was crazy. It cured the world. Yeah. 
briefly of all of its evils and just then i had for, to leave town just you know? for a moment yeah that was uh that was so great to be able to have that with you and so yeah Our even move set sucked <laughs> i gotta say that i mean, we really that, didn't have a lot of i don't think we did one slam no we didn't and i think that was smart and that was part of it too is like we can't hurt each other doing this because then you're taking it too seriously you're setting this weird expectation that you're going to like really shock people it's like no we're not going to do that at all and i thought we did a good job with uh what we did you know we didn't we didn't turn it into a 30 minute ordeal well, uh, we couldn't because we, went, we were gassed yeah, immediately <laughs> we got blown up yeah they called us a couple of balloons that night we were getting blowed up also, apparently on the podcast with uh, the Death Metal Dicks, I said that Chris was more of a muscle guy and I was more of a cardio guy. <laughs> and to the 25 people who have messaged me regarding that sentence, this is a satire podcast, all right? I'm not really <laughs> going to kill a bunch of cops. Uh, I, I'm definitely not a cardio guy, you know. Uh, you know, not everything's a joke. I do think Sandusky was wrongly accused, but... Other than that, you know, we're joking he was, around. He was fondly accused. He he was accused of fondling, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know I'm not, quote, a cardio guy. So please get out of my DMs it, with your, people with your ask, mean messages. People ask for your mile time or what? <laughs> they were like, I don't know, it was a lot of, uh, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of whistleblowers? <laughs> yeah. I'm turning state's witness. Like, actually, you're a pig. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I think he was mostly Death Metal Dicks fans who migrated over here. Oh, for sure. Dick refugees who wound up on our, washed up on our shores. But yeah, look, I know, okay? So please quit being mean to me online, <laughs> privately. At least do it publicly so I can look like a martyr. Let's get some, uh, some interaction on our Reddit, you know? Call him out. Hey, get on the Chub Reddit, you turds. Let's see you on a Stairmaster for 45 minutes straight, you know? Show off. Yeah, also, get on the Chub Reddit and, and post hog. All right, let's see some of your dongs. Get on there. Put the not safe for work tag in it and just uh, let that little that little freak flag fly. Look, if we get 100 hogs post on the Chub Reddit, Lund will post hog as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice of you to put out there. Well, you're used to people micromanaging your uh, your adornments, you know, with the with the my, the Denver Comedy Championship. Now I'm I'm going to try and promote your dick. <laughs> Get my dick involved in an angle that I didn't ask for. Yeah, get that dangle in an angle. I think uh, I think what I'm going to do is just, you know, retire as the Denver Comedy Champion. The rest of you can, you know, do your figure it out. Do something else. Be the next Denver silent film star and waddle around with a cane. Do some prop work. Do some pratfalls. <laughs> I could care less. I'm moving on. You know, if you're going to drop it, you should drop it to Noah Reynolds. That kid needs a win. Or give it to, like, Creasy or something. Creasy. Someone who'll blow it completely. <laughs> well, yeah, and so that's something, too, where it's like, yeah, I'm supposed to anoint. I'm supposed to pick one uh, person who will almost certainly be, you know, no, no matter who I picked, it would be the wrong person, you know, to a bunch of people. It would be sexist or racist or something and it's like man that is the opposite of what this ever was supposed to be so let's all move on and you can go back to you know just booking your friends and everybody everybody killed and everybody you know everybody's the denver comedy champion 
Did you do the uh, interview with that guy Kyle from Westward about the state of Denver comedy? I did. COVID? I did. Uh, did I, you shoot? Because I fucking shot, dude. No, I... I did. Uh, I was Perry Saturn in the hotel room. <laughs> Telling secrets, man. <laughs> I, thought, I thought about it, you know, but really uh, I was wary because I didn't want to say like one or two things that were you know, all of a sudden the focal point because they were a little, you know, jaded or whatever. And I also didn't want to just talk in platitudes about how Denver comedy is the best. So I just tried to say, I really tried to say that, you know, it's, it, I feel so lucky that I got to be here when I have been here, but also Denver is so different now and it's very much like going to be okay because it's a, you know, a big, you know, popular destination now. And so it's beyond me to like, you know, there's no fucking, I'm not leaving Denver high and dry. Denver's fucking a metropolis now. I said that this scene was softer than your, your pud after it was just pulled. (laughs) That was the direct quote. Well, I was saying stuff. I was like, Hey, can you say this comes from an anonymous source? Uh, you you know, you say according to, uh, according to certain sources, you know, you want, you want to be a blind item. (laughs) I did, dude. Yeah. I was, I was deep throat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause I mean, first of all, 12 people will read that article who aren't comedians. So who cares? And second of all, I was like you, you know, I just wanted to do a, I wanted to burn it down so something beautiful could grow. <laughs> uh, I did not want to make it seem like I was leaving in a weird, like bitter way. Cause that's not true. I mean, I, it's annoying to know, like when uh, Megan and I want, realized we wanted to try and move somewhere else and looked at some of the prices for apartments, it was like, oh yeah, we're fucked. Like, we, I don't want to try and, you know, double my rent and live a mile away from where I am now and not be able to do comedy, which is how I was making money. So, uh, you know, it was kind of a uh, see you later, not, you know, dramatic, but... I could see it being uh, turned into something weird. Like I don't, I talked to Kyle for a while, so I have no idea what three things or one thing will be in the article as my, you know, my, my quote. And uh, it could, I I just didn't want to sound like, uh, like there was something more to it than, Hey, you know, everything's up in the air. Trinidad's a cool place. I'm going to go live down there for a while. I don't know. Well, I wonder who he interviewed, too. He probably interviewed you and me, uh, Troy Walker, Jordan Dahl, Allison Rose, um, Janae Burris. I'm sure he interviewed a bunch of people who no longer live in Denver because that's what they always do. They're like, hey, this is your best Denver comedian this year. It's Rachel Weeks, everyone. Right, uh, yeah. They're he doesn't live here for two and a half years. They're five years behind, yeah, yeah. Who, to, who to talk to. Uh yeah, I, yeah I don't know who all. Where did they talk to Haltum? <laughs> Haltum, you were there <laughs> during the heyday of Greg Baumhauer's time at Lost Lake Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> you were the original Bulldog Bar, <laughs> Bulldog Bartender. Uh, like, hey, Jake Brown, what do you think? You're a comedian. <laughs> hey, Becker, <laughs> they go to Becker. <laughs> Becker, you reign supreme atop the Denver Comedy Mountain for years on end. 
<laughs> you should drop the strap to someone who will totally make it way more important than it needs to be, and it can be disgusting and stupid. That's what you should do, dude. Uh, I think I'm going to drop it to Vinny Montez and get it to <laughs> Law and Order. So that <laughs> I know who you should drop it to, but I'm not going to say on the pod. Drop it. I'll text the group chat who you should drop it to. Okay. Big uh, G. Big G would pawn it immediately. He would like melt it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, dude. Give it to that person. Oh, hell yeah. This is bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good to have inside jokes. <laughs> and blind. It's, hey, it's a blind item and it's a deaf item. You don't know shit. <laughs> it's a deaf item. You can't smell or taste. So. It's a smell and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, well, I mean, there's a f- quite a few people that, like I said, would be definitely be the wrong choice for uh, all kinds of reasons, but it be is, the wrong voice, it, it shouldn't too. even come to that. It shouldn't even be, oh, there's a duty for the Denver comedy champion to pay it forward. It's you, nothing. Dude, you need it to is, have a survivor series type event. It's nothing. Oh, that's well, I'm saying if you need to have a bracket. If I could have had one more chance to do something fun with this, uh, you know, just random thing, then yeah, I would have. And it would have been fun because I would have talked to people ahead of time. We would have figured out some, you know, the where and the when. And there could have been uh, just, you know, a return to that time. Yeah, you could have been, you could have done your favorite thing, which is play God with young comedians. Yeah, you could have, you could have been the puppet master once more could have yeah it could have groomed the next champion but instead yeah because of all of the shit going on it's like all right yeah i'm not gonna do any of that and it's fine it's okay that i'm not going to but uh yeah i don't know so but you know wally is uh the the king of trinidad so i may have to bend to his will kiss the ring and dance for the puppet master. <laughs> well, yeah, he wanted to have a uh, a virtual wrestling match, which is the dumbest idea anyone's ever had, <laughs> publicly at least. I'm sure we've all had dumber ideas that we weren't, you know, we didn't would, bring to the public consciousness. I well, uh, I feel like now that you've thrown down the gauntlet, how do you do it? It would be a turn-based. <laughs> it'd be like an RPG. It'd be yeah. a tabletop wrestling match uh, that's right you would no man here's what you do you hide it somewhere in the city and whoever finds <laughs> it gets to be king all right you do like a geocache thing where you that, leave it with like a signal and people can drive around and try and find it you know who should be the champ is that giant uh wooden gnome that's in breckenridge i'll just put it over his shoulder man you, you know what i'm talking have, about yeah you have you brought that you bring up that gnome all the time what happened with you and that gnome? That gnome, uh, I wish I would have gone and seen it, and I haven't gone. I didn't go there. I didn't go to uh, Hanging Lake either. Well, yep, your days are over too. You're on I'm the not, way out. Well, yeah, I'm going. I'm. I gotta explore SoCo, baby, Southern Calo. Yeah, man, you can go to fucking Julesburg. Damn near Ooh. New Mexico, Colorado, baby, Purgatoire. Yeah. All those pretty places. You can go to Raton and look at turquoise jewelry. Raton rules. Raton's a Trinidad sister city. They're fraternal twins. You know what rules? Cheyenne, Wyoming. 
That's right here, man. I hang out there all the time. <laughs> That's your sister city, is Cheyenne. Yeah. You don't have to wear a mask up there, dude. Go up there and kiss everyone on the lips. <laughs> Play hide the fingers in different holes. It's a fun time. Yeah, that's a wild west, man. Yeah, man, go up there, give a wet willy. Be like, hey, deeper, deeper. <laughs> I love the feeling of a wet willy, honestly. They're picking each other's noses up in Cheyenne. Yeah. Like, AKA hey. freedom. Finger freedom. Finger you whatever fun. you want. Have fun underneath the boot of Wally Wallace and Cave On, all right? I'll be up here <laughs> just fucking hunting cops. <laughs> oh, shit. Do it, man. You can be little baby Dorner. Yeah, but <laughs> that'd be crazy. I'd do blackface. <laughs> you get, get holed up in Greeley for a big standoff. Yeah, Toby would protect me. Yeah, get Toby involved. <laughs> Give his daughter a gun. <laughs> uh, that is the answer, dude, is to give a bunch of 14-year-old girls guns. That's 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 the resistance I want to see. Fuck yeah. Empower the youth. Um, I think it's time for plugs. Becker's pointing to the to his hair, which means it's time for plugs. But we don't have any plugs. <laughs> well, you we do, got- don't you? Aren't you doing your going away show? uh i wish you know that was uh one of those things that i thought i'd get to experience was the going away tour of like doing all of the best denver shows before moving that i got to you know see everybody else do it's a rite of passage but no I have to just wave <laughs> wave to people from across Curtis Mestizo Park <laughs> just <laughs> from 100 yards away. I'll be like, bye, everybody. I love you all. Dude, well, let's do this. Let's rent a truck. And you, well, I'll just drive you around the park, and everyone can be gathered in there. And you can just wave and do like an old-timey whistle-stop tour as your goodbye. That'd be sick. We got to get a flatbed? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> A flatbed with like a, a big uh, piano on it. Flatbed and some flat bread. So I can sing a couple songs. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. We'll, uh, it'll, whatever I do, whether it's a Zoom call or a, uh, a park hang, it will, be in, bomb. it will be invite only. So <laughs> that's the important thing to remember is that it's going to be, there's going to be a, a guest list. And then I'm going to invite a bunch of people who are not on the list, specifically <laughs> that you hate. So that'll be fun. Uh, but we'll yeah, Michael Carter's ghost there. <laughs> I, th- I think. Uh, I think Bradley Haltom's brother. I know that you can't say anything, but I feel like you and Urist have been working on a Michael Carter hologram <laughs> <laughs> from the makers of the Tupac hologram. But yeah, so. Uh, Lund, we're going to miss you, you know, uh, as a member of the Colorado comedy community. Uh, good luck. <laughs> cool move. Down there, uh, yeah. doing shows in probably Walsenburg. And, Fox, uh, Fox Theater, baby. Yeah, maybe maybe you go over Durango once a year. No, thanks. <laughs> I just, I'm so excited to see what you build down there, man. You know, it's going to be crazy. It is going to be crazy, especially once I can start wrestling down there. <laughs> Just taking on the townsfolk. It's Becker, gonna be you going to let Brecker be your promoter? Becker's going to be, yeah, my mouthpiece and my hairpiece. 
good. He's going to be my eyes and my ears. And guys, we will be back in the same room soon. As soon as Becker's healthy. Uh, no, we're not. We're not? <laughs> no, that's why we got the microphones, you psycho. I never want to see you again in real life. Wow, I never want to comes sm- out. I never want to smell you again. I want to see you on my computer screen uh, a couple hundred miles away. That's what I want. That's, that's I knew my... that's why you left. It was to hurt me. <laughs> it all comes back to me. It's all about me. That's right. You're the, you're the main character. I'm an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> you have a... I mean, I don't know what it says about you that you have an NPC for a best friend, but uh, I guess it's about domination, and you can't dominate any more than being an NPC. <laughs> Becker's not an NPC. He's a POC. He's my he's best a, friend. He's a POS. He's going do- to be down there with me. Oh, at two, Brute? Yeah, That's but right. March. Oh, my God. Okay, well, Becker, we have plenty of time to make memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got you got to you got to get uh, the equivalent of our 12 years together smushed into 3 months with a new with your new understudy. <laughs> Becker, I got to fatten you up. Your new side piece. <laughs> That's all you want in a friend is someone who is not as funny as you, that's not as known as you who can also who also likes to eat a lot of random shit. Yeah, right, dude. I took you on. You were the king of the city. I was your sidekick forever. That was not true. People knew me as Lund's buddy. <laughs> they called me Lund Jr. No, that was not true. I was I was new on the scene, and I was glad that I got to show up when I did and get in on the ground floor of, you know, whatever. The second wave, I guess, is what we would say. Or maybe we were the third wave when I got here. I don't know. I think we were the green wave. I do know, Lun, that you are very funny, and I'll be the only one who still says it. <laughs> I'm excited to go go up to Fort Collins and um, yeah, know, pass. Get bumped at the comedy fort for some of the <laughs> local killers. <laughs> I, I'll host for you, and somebody else that sucks will feature and make more you money play. than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Thanks for the Patreon, you idiots. The Patreon rules. We're going to do another AMA soon, so stay tuned for that. And you sent out – everybody got their stuff in the mail probably by now. They better have. I had to double – I had to repay for everyone's postage because I sent it out as media mail. Nice. Oh, yeah. If you haven't gotten your package yet. Also, whoever the guy is that lives in Canada, it costs us $26 to ship to you. So we're $6 in the hole for your 20 bucks. <laughs> so I don't want to hear anyone belly aching. About us not getting the packages out on time when it's a labor of love, literally. Cool and move, Also, Canada. thank you for uh, being in Canada. We love you, and it's good to have an ally to the north. We'll be joining you soon enough. When, when Fort Collins isn't north enough to escape the madness, we'll, we'll flee to Canada. Yeah, right. You'll be in Trinidad. Suck on these sheep dick. There's direct flights from Trinidad to Calgary, Saskatoon, <laughs> and Regina. <laughs> I got a direct flight to Regina, so I will have a go bag for sure. That picking up? There it is. Uh, slapping my chest. All right, guys. <laughs> that's, a Cheyenne, that's a Cheyenne mating call. <laughs> Just punch your chest like Mark Wahlberg in fear. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. God is love.